Here at Richmond Hill, it's our custom on Wednesday mornings to celebrate communion together and to reflect on the epistle reading for the given week. And this week we turn to Romans chapter 5, verses 1 to 8. Listen for God's word to us this morning. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And not only that, but we also boast in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, that has been given to us. For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Indeed, rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person someone might actually dare to die. But God proves God's love for us in that while we still were sinners, Christ died for us. The word of the Lord. I can remember as a child being told that it wasn't polite to brag or to boast. Paul, I think, understands that. There are other places in the scriptures where he warns against boasting. But here he seems to be saying it's not okay to boast if you're full of yourself, but it is okay if you're full of God. God's love has been poured into our hearts, he tells us. And that's what we are boasting about. That's what we sang before the service this morning. Come and fill us with your peace, O Lord. You alone are holy. Paul invites us to boast in the holiness of God. And nowhere is that holiness displayed more emphatically than through the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Paul emphasizes this again and again. He points out that through Christ, we have peace. Through Christ, we have access to grace. Through Christ, God's love is shown. And all that, of course, is worth making a big deal about. But it's not something that we've earned or deserved. Quite the opposite. Paul reminds us again and again that all of this has been freely given. Freely given while we are still sinners. While we are weak, Paul says, all this has been given to the ungodly and even to the no good. We don't deserve what God has done, and yet God keeps doing it. God keeps reaching out. God keeps giving us love and grace and mercy. 14th century German mystic and theologian Meister Eckhart provided the image of God in heaven and us attached by a string. Some of you may know this story. And that every time we sin, we're cutting that string. And before we can fall to the ground, God reaches down and catches us, picks us up, and ties a knot where we'd cut that string. And then again, we sin. We cut the string and we fall and God reaches down and ties another knot And before you know it, that string becomes shorter and shorter and shorter. 
And we become closer and closer to God. What a beautiful image of the way that God reaches out for us. Even in our weakness, God is drawing us in. God is bringing us home. Through faith, which is also a gift from God, we begin to see this. We recognize what's been given and what isn't deserved. We begin to come to terms with God's grace, God's mercy and loving kindness. God's desire to be reconciled with us, to be drawn back to us. We begin to understand that God loves us, not because we're good, but because God is good. And that changes everything. That changes everything. It turns the table on conventional thought. We don't work our way there. We simply allow God to give it to us and to draw us in. We can't earn these good things. Peace, love, grace, they are simply given. No strings attached. All of these things, the giving of God's love, the giving of God's grace, the giving of mercy, even the giving of peace, Paul says, they're already there for us to take, for us to accept. Regardless of how we feel about them or despite how often we forget or try to earn those things, God has already given them to us. They are free gifts for us to accept. And even as Meister Eckhart suggests, in spite of our continued habit of cutting that string, they're still there for us. God is drawing us closer. The world doesn't see it. Most of the world doesn't see it. Most of the world doesn't accept it or believe it that we already are loved, that grace abounds. And Paul is asking us, those of us who have been told, those of us who have received, those of us who have noticed, those of us who recognize this truth, to stand in it proudly, to boast about it, to tell others what is already true for them, that God loves them, that God cares for them, that the peace of God is already available to this world. God offers us fullness of life. And Paul is saying, it's here. It's here already. Claim it for yourself. We are to boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God, he writes. We are to bask in it, to celebrate it, and perpetuate it. Boasting in the hope of the glory of God can be understood in a couple of ways, at least. On the one hand, it speaks of the fulfillment of things that we look forward to in the future, that we have hope of this fulfillment being known for us as well, that we too will share in the glory of God. We're growing into it, in other words. On the other hand, it also reads as something that we might be about ourselves right now, that we might be sharing the glory of God. Paul says, with the world around it. We boast in the hope of being able to share the good news with the world. It's not good news for us only. This peace and grace and love and mercy are given to everyone. The goodness of God is a blessing for all. Sharing God's glory around invites others to recognize that love too and accept that it is theirs as well. 
We, by way of our lives, can call attention to God's goodness, God's grandeur, and God's magnificence, helping others to claim it too. The purpose of Paul's letter to the Romans is to invite us to share in and pass on the good news of God's grace and God's saving action in Jesus Christ. We too are called to be like Christ. We too are like the one who has a string attached that reaches out to everyone around us. And every time that connection is broken, it's our opportunity to reach out and retie that string, drawing others closer, reconciling with the world, even as God is doing with us. Yesterday morning, our Ruah class met here in the chapel, and we began our day in prayer. And with a reading from Evelyn Underhill that included the reminder that we are called to continue in growth in love, she wrote about sanctification and the way in which as we participate in God's love, we are drawn closer to God and also we draw others closer to God through our actions and through our loving in return. The more we love, she writes, the better our impact on the world. The more we love, the better our work, whatever that work might be, has a chance to bring attention to the goodness of God. It's the way that we boast in God. Even if we are only doorkeepers in the house of God, writes Underhill, the more likely we are to attract others to the door. Even if we are only doorkeepers in the house of God, she writes, the more likely we are to attract others to the door. It's all right for us to boast about what God is doing. Paul says we must. Doing so invites others to recognize the goodness of God and to see that they too are loved, that peace is possible, and that there is hope for all of us. Amen.